Hello, everyone, and welcome to my podcast, which is called Steps to the Spirit. My name is Chuck, and we're now at season three, three years, can you believe it? Season three, and this is episode number 11. And the title of this episode is Gifts from God, step number 10, and we're talking about the gift of perseverance. And this is part number four. So I don't usually do four parts to one of these gifts or steps. But I've been thinking of, since part three that there is something I wanted to talk about in addition to what we already have spoken about. And I recalled in reading step 10 that there is a section in there that could be a little scary to some, but boy, can it be very, um, I don't know, grace-giving to others. So what it talks about is that in this point in our recovery, whatever that might be our recovery from, it may be just a recovery from a very poor life uh, situation that we were in before. Uh, to be an addiction to a drug or alcohol uh, or food or any of the common addictions, this program, believe me, my friends, works for everything that could possibly be wrong in one's life. So it mentions in step number 10 that, and I'm paraphrasing, that at this point in the 12-step program, if we are at this point, the tendency is to not be affected any longer, for the most part, by whatever thing that was bothering us or affecting us when we started this program. Now, in my case, I tried this program frequently, <laughs> many times, uh, before I was, uh, before I hit bottom, let's say, before I was at the end of my rope. And whenever I attempted the program or the steps, it was never from a spiritual point of view. I was never ready to surrender until, of course, the last time I tried it. And then I was, I had hit bottom. This was many years ago. And I, I felt like I was at the end of my rope and I had to do something. I had to really try to do this program in earnest. Of course, in my case, I was an alcoholic. And alcohol was it for me in any form. Now, let me explain to you. At one point in my drinking, I remember when I was very young, I probably was maybe 15 or 16 years old, and my parents had a little mini bar in the apartment we lived in in the Bronx. And in that mini bar, they had since taken the actual liquor bottles out. They don't leave them in there anymore because of me. But there was a little ornament that was glass, a blown glass ornament, and had it was a reindeer that had that was green, had green liquid inside. And I just assumed, and I was correct, that it was cream de mint. 
One day, they were both gone, and I wanted a drink so badly, I broke the head off of that reindeer, the glass reindeer, and poured the cream de mint out and drank it. So I just threw the reindeer away. I don't even remember if it ever came up, where was that reindeer? But that's how much I wanted alcohol in my system. Many years later, when I didn't want to be have the smell of alcohol in my breath, and I thought this worked, I drank mouthwash because it contained alcohol. I also drank those small things. I went to the, to the supermarket and bought small things of vanilla extract because they contained a large percentage of alcohol. In my thinking, well, the alcohol wouldn't be noticeable on my breath. I even remember at some point, I went to Sam's Club. We belonged to that. And I started buying this, like, it was a half a quart bottle of vanilla extract at a lot less price than you could pay in the supermarket. And I thought that was great. And the alcohol did the trick. It worked. So then that's just try to explain to you how how important alcohol was to me and how much whatever I went through to, to get it when I was drinking. So then I, whenever I went to AA, whenever I tried to sober up, I sobered up. Uh, I tried to do the, the steps. I got a sponsor in the program. and But like I said, I was never, I, I was just thinking, well, I'll get sober and I can get back to my life once I get sober and once I'm over this stuff. And I did, and I did well again. And But once again, my friend alcohol called to me, and I drank and pulled the rug out from under myself no matter what I was doing. And psychologically, that's what I thought I deserved. And I don't remember not drinking, that I was thinking of drinking. So it was kind of like in the back of my mind that, wow, in X amount of time, when I was doing okay and I had enough money, I would be able to drink, and I'd be able to drink safely. That was the lie that I told myself back then because, well, because that would give me my, my toy that I wanted. But in my final, my final realization that I had hit bottom and I couldn't do this anymore and I was willing to do these 12 steps in the way that they were laid out to me, the way they are suggested. And believe me, when I got to those first three steps, it was like as much as I had done, tried to do these steps before, I was teaching I was uh, counseling people on the program. I knew the program. I knew the 12-step the program inside out. But when I was at the end of my rope and I started to do these steps, it was like a whole new concept to me. Like I had never thought of it this way before. And for the first time, I really admitted I was powerless. I just couldn't handle this anymore. And I did come to believe that a power greater than myself, to me, God, could, could do things to help me straighten out my life, that could give me some power 
to help me straighten out my life. And after those first two things happened, those first two steps, I was at that turning point where I decided, I really, honestly, with all of my heart, made a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God. And that hopefully that would return me to sanity. In short, I was ready to surrender. And that's exactly what I did, my friends. That's exactly what happened in this time when I was sincerely approaching these steps. So after that third step, when I surrendered, I knew that I had God's power helping me. And I could approach the rest of the steps in a completely different light than I had approached them before. And in the past, they had never worked. I approached them from a purely psychological point of view. I approached them to look at my past, get rid of some of those problems, try to do this or do that, and and usually got people to help me on the road to recovery. And it was never a lasting effect. And I know some of you can do this program without having to resort, resort to God and to surrender and all of that stuff. And I think some of the people that do that look at the rest of us as like, whoa, you know, <laughs> what are they doing? And I know from experience that that helps. And, and more power to you. I'm glad that it helps you in your life. But for me, and for what I really think this program is all about, it was turning my life over to God. Then I was able to do a fourth step and a fifth step in earnest and look at those things, not with fear and trepidation, but able to look at those things as look at just those things I did in my life and now I can recognize them and maybe not do them again. But the book was absolutely right. And even before the 10th step, alcohol seemed to be not even there anymore. It seemed to be not a problem anymore. Because I realized the problem for me was living my life, was trying to do what God wanted me to do. And alcohol was not the problem. That's why the addiction itself in most of these 12-step programs is not even mentioned after the first step. It's just not important. The important thing is to turn my will and my life over to the care of God as I understand him. And once I did that, once I was able to make this surrender that was actually a win in every area, well, then I was able to concentrate on making my humanity as good as it can, to, as good as it can be on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm certainly not perfect yet. <laughs> I don't think I ever will be, but I, I've improved so much, and my thinking has improved so much. And I no longer think of alcohol. I have, I have two bottles of alcohol in my pantry right now, a, two bottle, a red wine and a, and a white wine. I've used them, I like to cook, and I've used them in my cooking for years. I used to drink them all the time. I never, for years now, I've never even considered that I would take a drink of the alcohol when I was using it, which is quite amazing for me. So when you read that in the 10th step 
about losing our dependence on whatever we were addicted to, it is absolutely true. And it's what has happened to me. And it's happened to me because God has removed that obsession from me and given me a new life in the spirit. And okay, well, that's it. I could get carried away on this. And next time we'll start on step 11. And thank you for listening and see you next time. Bye.